You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for February 26th. There are some science fiction films that just hold a special place in your heart, even if they're not, you know, good. Which is why today we celebrate the Cathay Ireland vehicle Alien from L.A., released on this day in 1988. Okay, maybe celebrate is a little strong. Let's just go with acknowledge. Now, of course, most of us probably only even know of this movie because of Mystery Science Theater 3000, when Mike and the bots brilliantly lampooned it. And this movie gave them a lot to work with. Alien from L.A. opens by introducing us to Wanda, a shy and nerdy girl who gets dumped in the first few minutes of the film. Of course, she's played by Kathy Ireland at the prime of her supermodel career, so they had to give her glasses and give her some unkempt hair to bring her down to a normal human level so some random beach dude could break up with her. You know, believably. And then to double down, they had her speak in a distractingly high voice for some reason. Anyway, shortly after her breakup, she discovers her archaeologist father has died, having fallen into a bottomless pit in Africa. So, she flies to Africa, finds his notes that mention Atlantis, and she ends up falling down a pit underneath his apartment. She ends up deep in the bowels of the Earth, and discovers that Atlantis is actually an alien ship that crashed here several millennia ago. She gets caught up with some Atlanteans, reunites with her father, who is in fact still alive, gets accused of espionage and sentenced to death, but then manages to escape back to the surface with her father. But of course she's hot now. And one of the Atlanteans, named Charmin, yes, Charmin, shows up on the beach on a motorcycle for some reason. So, how on earth, forgive the pun, did this movie come to be? First, let's start with the director, Albert Pyun. After working at some production houses as a kid, Pyun was invited by none other than Toshiro Mufune to come to Japan and intern on an Akira Kurosawa film, though he actually ended up working on one of Mufune's TV shows under Kurosawa's director of photography. And all of this while Pyun was still in high school. Pyon ended up moving to L.A. to pursue his dreams of being a feature film director, and even had some early cult film success with The Sword and the Sorcerer and Radioactive Dreams. But then in 1988, he became part of a project that was intended to be a modern take on Jules Verne's Journey to the Center of the Earth, with a little bit of Wizard of Oz mixed in. And voila, Alien from L.A. Kathy Ireland was actually cast at the last minute, mostly because she was tall. Pion wanted there to be a noticeable physical difference between the surface dwellers and the Atlanteans. Also, Tom Matthews, the aforementioned Charmin, actually gets second billing, even though he doesn't even show up until the movie's almost over. Unsurprisingly, the film was not well received, although the MST3K take on it has given it a bit of retroactive love, and there's obviously a bit of that so-bad-it's-good enjoyment factor. It even got a sequel, sort of. An unrelated Journey to the Center of the Earth film floundered halfway through production just a year after Alien from L.A. came out, so they brought in Albert Pyun to finish it. So he just brought back Cathay Ireland and turned it into a connected pseudo-sequel. You know, establish that Alien from L.A. cinematic universe. 
Albert Pyong would go on to direct the Jean-Claude Van Damme film Cyborg in 1990's Captain America, as well as multiple films in the Nemesis and Kickboxer film series. Alien from L.A. didn't exactly launch Kathy Ireland's film career, as was probably intended, though she did have roles in a few notable films, like Necessary Roughness and Loaded Weapon 1. But of course, in our hearts, she will always be Wanda Saknusum, the glasses-wearing chipmunk-voiced alien from L.A. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for February 26th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.